0: Thanksgiving is just a week away and Christmas is just around the corner. And in this season where our kids are expecting presents and their lists are growing by the day, we must be intentional in helping them learn to be thankful and content for all the blessings that God has given to us. So lean in for this Faithful Everyday Mom interview today on how to tackle the discontentment monster. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast, wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone. I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a part of the Worth Finding Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey, friends, today I'm joined by my friend, Laurie Christine. Laurie is a wife and mom of four loud and fun, adventurous boys, as well as an author, a Bible teacher, and a podcast host herself. She hosts a great podcast called Redeeming the Chaos. Y'all need to go check it out. I'm going to put the link for that in the show notes. And she's also shared with me that she is passionate about writing devotions so that kids can understand the truth of God's word. And she's recently written a book called Rise of the Enemy that is the first of a Dragon Slayer Bible series. Very cool. Great for preteen boys. I want to get a copy of this for Jake, my 10-year-old, for Christmas, for sure. And the good news is I can, and so can you, because starting this month on Amazon, the link will be in the show notes for this. It is available. So that's really exciting. I want to get a copy of that. But let's get to know Laurie a little bit better with some fun questions. So, Laurie, with four boys, I'm sure that many things <laughs> come to your mind when I ask this question. But what is something that makes you just an everyday mom that any mom listening to right now could relate to?
1: Well, yes, Mallory, there are certainly a lot of things that come to mind. But the one thing that that jumped to my, to my head was laundry. I do not love doing laundry, as I'm sure many of you don't. um, But one of the things that just kind of made me chuckle was that so many times when I do laundry, when I sort laundry, I, you know, I use our bed and I spread out a blanket on our bed and I dump the laundry onto our bed. And i Dump a basket of laundry and it stays molded in a perfect rectangular prism of clothing. And that is because it has been sitting in that laundry basket for so long that it is now conformed to the shape of the basket and it stays in this perfect square on my bed. And that's how I know. I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't put this away in a while. It's been a while. (laughs) So, So that's one thing that makes me an everyday mom for sure.
0: Oh yeah. I don't like laundry either. People always usually are like, they like the dishes or they like laundry laundry better and mine is definitely I'd rather do dishes for sure. Um okay so in this season of life with you have all your boys in school now. Um so they're all school age, how does spending time with Jesus look like for you now in this stage of motherhood in your quiet time?
1: Yeah, well I will say it has been lovely now that my kids are all in school, my oldest is 13 and he's in seventh grade and my youngest is seven. He is in second grade. So I've had a couple of years now that they've all been in school. And it's it's really nice that I have that flexibility to spend a little bit more time in God's word. But I will say I still need to be very intentional about making it a priority in my day because, you know, the kids get on the bus. And if I go straight to my computer or straight to my office without spending time in God's word, that then it doesn't happen. Um, I never circle around to it again. So I make sure that I am intentional. As soon as the kids get on the bus, I come back in and I get up my Bible and my journal and I sit down and I, I spend time in God's word. Um, a couple things that have been, that I've been doing lately in my, in my quiet time over the last couple of years. One of the things is the Bible recap. Um, it's Tara Lee Cobble and she has a podcast and there's like a reading plan and the U version. Bible app. And I love that because I could listen to everything. I would listen to the Bible reading for the day and then I would go and listen to the podcast. And it was so like if you're a busy mom and you don't have time to just sit down uninterrupted, this is something you can do while you're driving the kids somewhere or you're putting laundry away or you're doing the dishes, you know, so it's all all things that you could listen to. So I love that. And then the other thing that I really love to do is um, I have a journal that I just copy scripture into the journal and then I meditate on it right now. I'm going through the Psalms and like I'll read the Psalm and then I'll just copy portions of the Psalm into my journal. And sometimes I'll like make it look pretty with gel pens and try to make it, you know, fancy lettering or whatever, which I'm not very good at, but I'm I'm practicing. But that's just one way that I'm able to spend time with the Lord and just meditate on on his word um, and and get that into my day.
0: Yeah. Thanks for those practical ideas. I've heard several moms come on and share about that Bible recap um, app. So that's the podcast as well. So that's definitely something to check out, especially if you are a listener or lover of podcast. And I hope that you are, if you're listening right now. (laughs) All right. But moving on to our topic for today, we're talking about how to help our kids tackle the discontentment monster. And that's a very good subject for this time of year, being that Thanksgiving and Christmas are just right around the corner. So Lori, when we first talked about this topic, you told me something that I thought was so good. You said that contentment is a heart issue. It's not a stuff issue. And I think that's so true. Can you unpack this statement for us just a little bit more today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Many. Christians think that in order to be content, we just need less stuff in our lives. Minimalism has become very trendy in our culture, and sometimes it gets elevated to a level of godliness, you know, like the less stuff you have, the more righteous you are. And I'm not bashing minimalism. I think there are other benefits. There are many benefits, I'm sure, you know, having less clutter to organize or things to trip over. But I really don't know anything about that in my house with four boys. Um, (laughs) But the Bible Bible talks about, um, in Psalm 62, it says, if riches increase, set not your heart on them. And that's the ESV version. The, The New Living Translation says, if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. So... Stuff is not evil. It's neutral. It's our attitude towards that stuff, or often our lack of stuff, that gets us into trouble. And God is more concerned about the condition of our hearts than the condition of our house. Um, we we live in a consumer-minded society, you know, and we'd like we'd like to blame. Amazon for that discontentment in our hearts. Um, It's so easy to just click buy on that two-day Prime shipping and it comes the next day um, and everything's just at our fingertips. But, you know, discontentment was a problem long before the days of of prime shipping discontentment started way back in the garden of eden the very first sin of adam and eve they were not content with what god had provided for them god gave them this beautiful garden he gave them a perfect relationship with himself but they wanted more they were tempted by that that fruit and they were like we you know they believed that god was holding out on them they believed that god hadn't given them everything to be fully satisfied um so from the very beginning, contentment was was a heart issue, and we could even say a faith issue because it they didn't trust God. Adam and Eve didn't trust that God knew what was best; that He was enough for them. And I think we often fall into that same trap. We we often believe that same lie that Adam and Eve believed that that God is not enough; that we need just one more thing, one more thing, one more taste of that delicious fruit, and then we will be complete, and then we will be satisfied, and then we will be content. Um. So when we when we end up seeking fulfillment in our stuff, when we think that stuff will satisfy, we'll never be content. And no matter how much or how little stuff you have.
0: And I think as moms, um, there's probably one listening right now, she's stressed. She's irritated because she wished that her kids would be more content and satisfied and happy with the many, many toys and the things that her kids already have. I know I've been there. I found myself there this week actually with my youngest, just wanting more and more stuff and not realizing the means that it takes to get those things, whether that is money, but also just at the heart of it, like you're saying, like just being thankful. And um with Christmas around the corner and just everyday things like Amazon, that's so true what you said. It can all just be really overwhelming. So what would you tell just some practical advice? to a mom that's listening, how to maybe take some practical steps to teach our kids about contentment.
1: Well, I have some good news for you, and that is the Bible tells us the secret of being content. In Philippians 4, 11 13, the Apostle Paul says, he says, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And then he says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. How many of you have that as your life verse? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Well, guess what? The context of that verse is contentment. God is teaching us to be content. And Paul says that the secret of being content is The strength of Christ that Christ gives us that strength. And interestingly, that very first part of the verse it says that He has learned to be content. So if something can be learned, that's good news. We can teach our kids to learn to be content. They can learn to be content. It's not just um, something that you have to you have to deal with, and it's not something that can be changed in their hearts. Um, So there are. A couple of things that I think are really practical for helping the teacher kids to be content and how to be grateful, how to have a heart of gratitude because I think that gratitude is really the the solution to discontentment. Um, and those those four things are to pray for gratitude, model gratitude, practice gratitude, and experience gratitude. So I'll just touch on each of those things briefly. Um, first, praying for gratitude. First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says that we should always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So if it's God's will for us to be thankful, then we can pray according to God's will. And we know that he hears us. We can pray for our kids that God will give them a thankful heart. And we can pray that for ourselves as well. We can pray that prayer for ourselves. And then we know we know that God will listen. And then secondly, model gratitude. Um, as moms, we have a unique opportunity to demonstrate gratitude to our kids and to model that in our own lives and in our own hearts. And sometimes it's difficult to think about your own heart and be like, oh, am I content with what I have? Am I always complaining about the, you know, oh, our house isn't, isn't what it, should be, or, oh, I wish I had a bigger kitchen or, oh, I wish we had a a nicer car, you know, and your kids, your kids, our kids see that our kids see when we are complaining or not thankful for for the blessings that God has given us. So, so that's just a challenge um, in my heart as as well, just to think about how am I demonstrating gratitude and thankfulness to my kids? And the good news is that God can give you that gratitude in your hearts. He can change your hearts. Philippians 2.13 says that God is working in you. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him, so we can ask God to give us that desire to to change our hearts and to be to be thankful. Um, then the third thing is to practice gratitude. So I just have a couple practical things here that you can do with your kids, um, especially leading up to Thanksgiving. And uh, one of the one of the things that you can do to practice gratitude in your family is um, a thankful jar. So this activity, everyone in the family would write or draw something that they're thankful for. And, you know, you can start the beginning of November. You can start just a week before Thanksgiving. You know, hey, you can be thankful in February. If you're listening to this podcast, that in February. You know, we don't just have to be thankful in in November. (laughs) (laughs) We can be thankful all year round. So write something you're thankful for each day, put it in the jar. And then um, on Thanksgiving Day or whenever you decide, take out all of those papers and read them together and then just take some time as a family to thank God for his blessings. Um, Another idea is uh, a thankful banner. This is similar to the thankful jar, but instead of putting the pieces of paper into a jar, you would hang them up on a rope or a ribbon across a window somewhere that everyone in the in the family can see them. And then you can write down things that you're thankful for, clip them onto that ribbon, and then that's just a, a reminder to to everyone in the family. Um, I have several other activities available on my website. um, And I created a special link for you guys and actually a special download as well. Um, If you go to my website, lauriechristine.com forward slash faithful 31 moms, I have links to all of these activities. And there's one free, there's a free printable bundle that I created, especially for this episode. And it's called The Gift of Gratitude. And it includes. Some journal pages, so thankful journal pages that you can print out and use with your kids. There's one that where you can write in the space. There's one where you could draw in the space, like if your kids are a little bit younger. Um, so you can print those out and use them in your family. Um, the packet, the the bundle also includes printable verse cards about contentment and gratitude. So there's uh, 12 different Bible verse card Bible verses with a picture that you can print out and just read them one a day with your with your family. Um, and then there's also some banner flags that you can cut out. So if you want to do the thankful banner, you can print out those little flags and write on them and then hang them up and it just makes it kind of kind of fun. So, so you can find all of that stuff at lauriechristine.com forward slash faithful31moms. Thank you for doing that. That's so yeah. great. I'm gonna have to nope. check that out and I'll put that in the show notes, everybody. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. And then the the very last um, practical tip is to help your kids experience gratitude. We want to help our kids um understand what it means to to have a, a thankful heart and to have a, a gracious heart. Um, we live in a culture of immediate gratification. You know, our kids tend to be a little bit entitled. My kids will often say, Oh, well, I need this. Can you order it on Amazon so it can be here tomorrow? And they don't, you know, they're not the use, that's just our culture of of ordering things, and I'm guilty of it too. But one of the things that we can do to help our kids experience that thankfulness is to practice delayed gratification. So if your kids are wanting to purchase a specific toy or a game, you know, even if they have the money to do it, even if they have their own money and they're like, well, I have it. Can we buy it today? Maybe make them wait a little while. Maybe say, well, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna wait for a couple of weeks or, or we're going to wait until I see some improvement in your attitude with contentment or or whatever it is. And just that act of waiting will make them more thankful and more grateful for that thing in the end. Along the same lines, um, encouraging your kids to earn money in order to purchase something that they want. You know, when you're, when you work hard towards a goal, that also helps to build character and to build, to build gratitude in our kids. Um, and then the last thing is to learn about other cultures and people around the world who don't, have as much stuff as we do. They don't live as well off as we do. And and yet they are content living in a house with a dirt floor or living in a house with a TV. And you know, if you're able to visit some of those places, that is an amazing experience for your kids. I would love to do that sometime. My goal is to to take my kids to Kenya someday. Um but if you are not able to go to another country, which we are not able to do at the moment, but learn just learning about other cultures and learning about other people groups around the world um that are not are not as, as well off um who might be experiencing poverty and things like that. And, and it, it helps our kids to, to realize, Oh, we actually have it really good. You know, complaining about that. I didn't get to watch the show that I wanted is really not a big deal
0: <laughs> compared to what some of these other kids are dealing with. That's all so practical that from the ideas, the thankful jar and all that to teaching them about other cultures, that's all really good suggestions. And I'll just say personally i'm being convicted right now about the delayed making them wait um thing because we have encouraged our older one to he mows a yard next door and gets paid and like i'm proud of him for working and but he wants he's like well this is my money so i want to go buy this lego set so i'm gonna buy it you know like and um that's that has definitely convicted me because it's true like Just because they have it doesn't mean that they need it right then. That's very, that's very good advice. I'm going to take that and use it. And so whatever it is that stuck out to you, mom listening, you know, take that to heart. Go check out the link that we're going to have for you to reread these four practical takeaways and the ideas that Laurie's given us. So thank you for sharing those. And then circling back around to the quote that we kind of started out with in the beginning that I loved when um, you talked about contentment not being a stuff issue, but a heart issue, like you've explained to us so well today. Um, I know that you're not suggesting, Lori, to go through with a red pen after this podcast and, you know, on your kids' Christmas list, like, nope, not getting that now or not getting that now or something like that, uh, because I know you're not here to make any of us feel guilty for giving things to our kids or having presents or nice things under the tree or anything like that. Because like you said, it's not about the stuff. It's about teaching our kids to have the right heart, the right posture, um, towards like thankfulness and contentment and all the moms that are listening, including myself, like one thing that I'm really taking away for this is we're the models to our kids for this. Like they see us in our Bibles they see us in our prayers there. They hear us in our prayers. They see our attitude towards stuff as we've been talking about. Um, and so, Laurie, how can we model contentment in in our lives as moms, as adults um, for our kids better um, so that our kids can have that posture of thankfulness, specifically in our prayer life, because I think that's one way our kids really like see that in us. But I mean, I'm sure there's lots of different ways.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm glad you mentioned Christmas because yes, we're absolutely not saying go throw out the Christmas list and, you know, donate all of your Christmas presents to a homeless shelter. <laughs> I mean, you can give presents to a homeless shelter. That's a great idea. But like we said, it's it's not about the stuff necessarily. And giving presents to our kids is a great way to demonstrate God's grace to them. You know, we give our kids gifts because we love them and because we want to bless them, not because they've earned it, not because they deserve it. I have to remind myself, of that every year, at Christmas when <laughs> I'm tempted to be like, "You're not getting any Christmas presents if you don't <laughs> shape up your attitude." <laughs> but I have to remind myself: No, we give presents to our kids because we love them and because we want to bless them, just how God does with us. Like He gives us the gift of salvation and He gives us all of His blessings because He loves us, not because we have earned it or not because we deserve it. So I always have to remind myself of that with with my kids. But so anyway, so talking about how can we as moms model that gratitude and contentment. Um, I would say, first of all, just spending time in God's word is the most important thing, getting your own heart in the right place before God. Um, just focusing on God's goodness, focusing on God's blessings, going through the Psalms and just thanking God for all of the all of the blessings, all the things that He has done for us will help to get our minds in the right place and to help um help must focus on gratitude, thanking God for all that he has done. Um, And then just something very practical is just keeping a thankful journal. Um, It could be as easy as a blank notebook, or I know there's all sorts of fancy guided thankful journals that you can find on Etsy or Amazon or whatever. But, um, you know, it could be in the morning, it could be before bed, but just writing down. So for example, each evening before you go to bed, write down three things that you're thankful for that day. You know, you're falling asleep, you're thinking about all of the stressful things that happened the day, but just to refocus your mind and your heart before God, before you fall asleep, okay, what are the three things that I'm thankful for today? And then just praying as you as you fall asleep and thanking God, thanking God for those those things. Um it helps to replace our anxiety or our worry as we're falling asleep with with thoughts of Thanksgiving and thoughts of, of God's blessings for us. Um, and, and doing that with your kids too, is a great, is a great exercise. I think, um, you know, just like we talked about before, you know, what do what we think before guys? And, and, and when they're little, they might be thankful for the dog, but that's okay. They might be thankful <laughs> for the dog every day. And every time you ask them, well, I'm really thankful for the dog, but, but that's okay. But um, yeah, just, just uh, modeling, modeling that thankfulness. Um, and like you said, in our prayers, I think that, thanking God for his blessings rather than if we're praying with our kids, if we're praying around as a family, rather than just God, please give us this, please do this, please do this, you know, starting out with thanking him. Thank you for all that you've done for us, not only just in the Bible, but in our in our own personal lives as well. And and just having those conversations with your kids, like, isn't God great? That's really great that he blessed us with this house or, oh, I'm really thankful for this. One of the things that I, that I will talk about with my kids is, you know, God gave us this sofa. So we want to take care of it. We wouldn't be thankful. We want to show thankfulness for the things that God has blessed us with. And we want to treat them with respect. And that's a way that we can show gratitude towards the blessings that God has given us, you know, rather than jumping on the sofa, we want to treat it with respect because it's a blessing that God has given us. And so, so just little conversations like that throughout the day as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think those are lots of practical takeaways. It, Makes me think of a quote actually from, uh, pastor Rogers that said, uh, he, he said this prayers often say please, but Mm. praise says, thank you. And, um, and as I've been talking to you, Laurie and about this subject, and like I shared before, have been convicted in some areas with this for sure. Um, and things that I want to implement in my own home with my kids, Um, And I'm sure there are some things for you as well listening. But one thing that I have done recently is just um, me and my husband are always pretty good about like when we ask for things like a lot of the people listening have heard things about my mom and my journey with her um, and having um, some health stuff. And so. The Lord has answered our prayer recently with some of that. And so, Mm. you know, my kids, we've been quick to bring that circle that around and say thank you to God for that, because that's him, you know, and not us. And our kids have been with us in that prayer journey. But one thing that I have noticed that we have not been doing a good job of since I've been talking to you, Laurie, is. Just every day prayers, I would call them. I mean, all prayers are important, but just like the day to day, like night, nighttime prayers type thing. You know, I was noticing it was all request from, you know, me or the kids. And it wasn't, you know, or report even of thank you. We got to do this today and please help the dog or please help grandmother or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Just as like, you know, whatever it is at your house. And there wasn't a lot of thanking the Lord for who he is and what he's done for us. And so like something I've actually challenged them to do since um, even studying for this podcast, just being totally. Um, transparent is I've challenged myself and them to both do a better job with make sure that you're saying thank you to the Lord, like praising him for something um, before you're asking for things, even though it's totally fine to ask. um, He wants to know, but I have encouraged them to do that and myself as well. And so um, that's been really good, just a practical challenge. Um, But thank you so much for sharing all these practical ways to Be an example of thankfulness and contentment to our kids and also to challenge them to do it as well um, with lots of ideas and practical takeaways. But um, if you have been listening to Laurie, you already know this, but she's great. And I want you to be sure and go check out her podcast and her new book and this link that she's putting together for us, um, the special link of all these things that we've been talking about today. But thank you for joining us today, Laurie.
1: Mallory, it's been so fun. Thank you so much for having me on the show today.
0: Yeah, I've loved having you. And um, make sure you pick up that book, like I said, as a Christmas gift. I'm going to do I've got to do that today as well. But thank you for listening to us. I hope you've been encouraged. I hope you've walked away with some, some challenges and some practical takeaways. Be sure to go and follow me on Instagram at faithful 31 mom so you know when episodes like these are going to be coming out and share it with a friend. Share Laurie's information with a friend as well. And if you've been blessed by this love of funding ministry and you would like to give, there will be a link for that in the show notes as well. And remember, keep up the good work of pointing your kids to Jesus.